Well, it's good to be back. I was gone for, I think, a week. More? I think it was almost three weeks. So that was, that was, uh, that was interesting. It was uh, on the other side of the world, and uh, it was a wonderful trip. We're going to get into that a little bit, share some fun things. I want to open up in prayer first, though, because I don't want to just take up some time. I want to I want to do something. I want to deliver a package from the Lord. Amen? Amen. But it's good to be back. So let's pray. Father, we, we invite you here. We know you're here, Father, but we invite you here to come and move and minister, encourage, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would do something in people's hearts today that they could leave here on another level. We thank you, Father, that you are good all the time. Amen. 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 I'm going to have Bobby come and share a few thoughts of Africa. I'd like you to put that first picture up that map. Let's just start there. Uh, this is the a map. I don't know if you guys can see this, but uh, we didn't go to all of Africa. We went to, uh, we flew into Rwanda we actually flew into Ethiopia for just a quick stop, didn't do anything there much, but we went to R Rwanda, and we spent some time there. We went to a Bible college and preached there, and I'll get into some of that. And then we went to Burundi, and that's where the trip got kind of wild. Uh, yeah. And then we went from there, we went to, where's it at here? Tanzania. Oh, Tanzania. There you go. It's just Tanzania. Uh, we went to Tanzania, and um, we did a pastor's conference and some things there. And then we went back to Rwanda, finished out there, and then flew back. And sometimes on these trips, you have to prepare for things that you don't think about. On the way back... Uh, we left our, our hotel, we stayed at a hotel the last two nights there to kind of refresh, and we did some things there. And then we left our hotel, and then we went to the airport. There was an issue with the airline. So then we got on the plane in time to make that flight, but then we missed the connecting flight. So then we spent some time getting to know that airport quite well, <laughs> and all the employees, they're on our Christmas list next year. Uh, then we went, and they sent us all the way to Germany, and so we kind of went on the other side of the planet, and then we finally went to Chicago, and uh, it was interesting. We, so it was 36 hours of travel and airtime on the way back. So I think the Lord was saying, I don't want this mission trip to end. But it was, it was really a, it was a, wonderful, it was a wonderful trip. Um, we didn't really know what to expect. I'd never been to Africa. We'd been to other places, of course, but never, never to the continent of Africa. So I'm going to get into some pictures and open up some stories. Bobby, I want to give you a few moments to share. And uh, just give us some memories, some thoughts on your side of the 
of the aisle. is that um, I sat on a crocodile, um, which was surreal, but <laughs> that's just a random side note. <laughs> yeah, you know that feeling in your stomach where you know what you're doing is wrong? That's why I'm screaming in that picture. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, if, if you guys haven't had an opportunity to go to a developing country, it's honestly completely life-changing. Um, like Pastor Bob said, I honestly had absolutely no idea what to expect. Um, the only thing I was thinking was what you learned in history class and what you saw in National Geographic. That's the only thing that I was expecting. Um, and... It's kind of funny because you know God is the same yesterday, t today, and forever. But sometimes, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but you kind of have this preconceived idea that God is different in other countries, other nations and whatnot. But it was pretty crazy because that's actually not the case at all. God is the exact same in Africa. And I'm assuming he's the same in the Philippines everywhere. God desires to touch his people. He desires to see people healed and set free. Um, I'm not going to take all the testimonies, because you can have fun with the numbers. Um, one thing that kind of shook me was the power of forgiveness. Um, um, while we were in Rwanda, and even Burundi, we, we learned a lot about the history of the two countries. And actually is very, very tra tragic in the last 30 years. Um, Rwanda experienced a, a mass genocide that lasted only 100 days, but a million people were killed. And then Burundi, the same two tribes, um, started war against each other. Um, and it was only a f five, years ago. five years ago that there's finally peace in Burundi. Um, so it's just kind of heart-wrenching when you hear about these things, but then you see it firsthand, and you see how it's affecting people, um, and how there's almost this, you can sense this, like, tension between two people, um, the two tribes. But with the power of forgiveness, it was just crazy, because here in the States, we think of, oh, I'm offended, and that's our, that's our forgiveness. That's what we need to forgive for. Or somebody did something I didn't like, so I'll need to forgive them. But I had an opportunity to pray with a, a lady, and we didn't have really have uh, translators readily available and that were extremely fluent in English. Um, so he always got the translator, 
I got somebody who had broken English. <laughs> it worked. God still moved. Um, but there was one, one lady who had kind of a, a white eye and scarring around the side of her head. And she said that she was in pain and um, in her head, eye, neck, pretty much everywhere. And so I just like, started praying and whatnot. And I really, really felt this sense of unforgiveness that was attached to the healing that she needed. And the unfortunate thing is the, the confidence with the translator couldn't really walk through the forgiveness. But I don't know. I, I didn't know why. But then um, we got done praying, and she said, you know, I'm, I'm believing for complete healing. I was like, cool. And then I asked the translator, I was like, so what's the story? He said she was literally attacked, and that's why she's all scarred and has uh, vision problems and whatnot. And it was just kind of surreal because, again, you hear about it, but seeing it firsthand that people are literally attacked when I'm just going to speak for myself when here I complain about people offending me, you know, it's just kind of a, a, a perspective shift. Like, what do I have to complain about? Um, but even talking with the pastors over there, they were really, really passionate about forgiveness and desiring forgiveness for, for the people, not just the people in their church, but uh, just the people in general, because there's still such uh, terrible ties with the recent war and um, all the terrible things that had happened. And when we were working with some of them for forgiveness, I had a hard time even thinking that it was possible for these people to forgive while their family was slaughtered. And, like, literally, it was awful seeing pictures and, um, and whatnot. And I literally came to a point where I'm like, is this even possible for them? And I remember God speaking to me. He said, absolutely. The power of forgiveness is the same no matter where you are, no matter what the issue is. Wow. But the power of forgiveness can bring healing, it can bring restoration, and it can bring people into um, just loving life, no matter what the conditions were. So that was pretty eye-opening, but... I'll just leave it at that because it's apparently zero o'clock, um, and I'll let <laughs> Pastor Bob share the rest of the testimonies. Okay. It was exciting to have one of my kids there. Um, different times in my life when I've traveled and done these kinds of things. Uh, usually I haven't taken my kids with me. And we've gone to like uh, Honduras. We've seen many miracles there and, and the power of the Spirit. And my kids weren't there. And uh, I want them to see that. I want them to see that side of God. And, um, you know, different countries. They, they went with us to Argentina at times. But so it was special to have them there in, in Africa. We did speak on forgiveness a lot. The Lord would speak to me, and he'd say, I want you to, to deal with this. 
And then I would walk the entire congregation through a prayer of forgiveness. And then you would feel that anointing begin to hit the room. And the Lord would say, take authority. And at that moment, I would take authority over the room, over the demonic spirits. And the power of God would hit the room, and people would literally fall on the ground and start squealing and crying. And, and all over the room, the power of God would hit. And we were able to pray for many people to get freedom from this, this nagging bitterness that was destroying their life. And it was wonderful to see the love of God come in that form of power. And so then when we got done with that, then we would uh, line them up and then we would pray for them for, to, for them to receive healing in their bodies. And sometimes that could go for quite some time, an hour or more. And, but it was beautiful. They lined up. We've seen all kinds of miracles. Um, I, I don't even know how many eyes were healed, uh, how many ears were healed. I have no idea. Just, um, just with one after another and different parts of their bodies and things. But they came desperate. And when they seen the power of God move for forgiveness, uh, it opened their faith to believe for other things. So it was really exciting. All right, let's, let's go through a few of these. This will be fun. This is a, a good-looking couple of guys here. Uh, I think, was this in uh, Ethiopia? or Yeah, we getting on the plane in Ethiopia, taking off to Rwanda. So go ahead. Uh, when we got to Rwanda, um, I had some more pictures, but it kept crashing this morning, so I, I took a few of these out. It'll, it'll be a, there'll be a better picture in a minute here. But this is the college that we went to first in Rwanda. And it, it was a nice little college. Uh, this is one that Pastor Ron uh, has under his ministry. And it had become, it started out as a spirit-filled college, and it became kind of a, um, just a good Christian college. They got away from some of those things. And it was in his heart to get them back into the things of the Spirit. So he said, if you guys could leave a deposit, uh, that would be wonderful. So they had me speak uh, sometimes twice a day. Bobby would share, um, maybe sometimes even more than that. And we'd, we brought in building blocks, teaching them the principles of faith, teaching them the Holy Spirit, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, talking about the importance of knowing the voice of God. And then here, this was the last meeting, uh, before that, uh, they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, and many of them were speaking in tongues. And then here, we're actually teaching them how to pray for each other and hear, a voice, uh, hear the voice of God to give each other a word. So the entire class, the entire school, ended up praying for each other, giving each other words. So we came at one level, and we left, and they were in kind of a state of revival, you could say. So that was really exciting. That was after, what was that, three days, I think, um, something like that. So that was, that was a great experience. You can go to the next one. Um, while we were in Rwanda, we went to one of the, uh, well, we went to a few of these. This was the genocide memorial where Bobby, he talked about the uh, genocide there where they had killed one million people in 100 days. And the media uh, what happened was there was two tribes that would always seem to be in contention, and the one tribe began to 
take over the media, one outlet at a time, until they dominated uh, the media. And they began to teach the people that this other tribe was very dangerous, and you can't trust them, and they really should be eliminated because they're so dangerous. And it wasn't even true. They were nice people. But they taught them how dangerous they were, and then uh, they had an incident where the president was flying back into Rwanda, and somebody shot the plane down. It was a very, you know, a lot of warfare over there. Somebody shot the plane down. So they announced that the, the Tusi tribe did it, and you need to go and defend your homes. And they, they spoke very strongly, and they said, eliminate every one of them. So people got up from their homes and ran to their neighbors and began to kill their neighbors under fear, believing that they were going to kill them. We need to be careful what we listen to. There's power in media. Anyways, it was terrible. A hundred, hundred days and a million people. And they're people just like you and I. Just common people. Really, I, I liked uh, Rwanda a lot, actually. It's a beautiful country. All right, let's go to the another one. The next one here. This is another shot of the college before we were leaving. A lot of the kids came out to see us before we left. Um, go to another one here. The next one. This is a church we went to in Rwanda. Uh, our church actually helped them um, with a little project, which is, is good. I'd like to continue to help them. Um, it's interesting. This is way out in the country, way out, hours and hours and hours, and you get lost a few times, and then you finally find it, and then you need their bathroom because you've been in the car for all the, you know, the full day. And, uh, and the bathrooms, by the way, are really nice. <laughs> they're, they're nice. They're, they're usually out way down a path, and they're made out of some sticks and mud. And if you're lucky, there's a hole in the ground. And yeah. So uh, this church is in the middle of nowhere. And if you notice, the ground is red. All your shoes are stained red when you're done with Africa. If your pants are a little long, your pants are stained red. It's a clay-based uh, soil, so they make all these bricks, and then they stack them, and they put a fire under the bricks, and they, they cook them right there until they cure, and then they're usable. So they don't have to go and buy products, and then they use the clay for mortar. So they build these facilities. We've seen many of these churches in the mountains, and they do it themselves. I just love that. It was so cool. So our church, we donated the money to plaster the inside so it doesn't look rough. It, it actually is starting to look really beautiful. It's a big church. And uh, so we ended up ministering there. We talked about the power of forgiveness and uh, some things like that. Again, the power of God hit there. And um, we had to pray for a number of people. And healing broke out, and it was wonderful. You can go to the next one. This, these uh, were some cool dudes here. This is Lake, is it Lake Victoria? No, Lake, Lake, I don't know. It's, it's a great big lake, and it touches Rwanda, Tanzania, and Burundi. So it's kind of a cool lake. Um, the guy in the middle is Pastor Desire. I want everyone here to get to know Pastor Desire. 
this guy has more faith than almost any guy I've ever met. He just believes God, period. He used to be in the medical field and made a really good income, and the Lord called him into ministry. He left everything, gave away everything, and went and started pioneering and planting churches. He wins people to Christ all the time, and it's just his calling, and he doesn't even think about it. He's always winning people to Christ. He's planted 30 churches in 10 years, in 10 years. And he has 10 huge, not huge, but pretty big brick churches in the mountains. And uh, so he's over how many thousands? I don't even know. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. But the man has faith. They have miracles happen every week somewhere. And he'll show up, preach, and the power of God hits the place and then more people come out because they hear the, the miracles. He's just being like Jesus. He's, he's dumb enough to not know that you're not supposed to do those things. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a very intelligent man, actually. And um, So let's go to the next one. Here's Pastor Ron. He was preaching at one of the churches we were at. You can see the brickwork there again, uh, the, the metal roofs. The metal is the expensive part. Uh, if we as a church want to help them build some churches, it's the, the metal is the part that they need our help with, and then they can build a lot more churches. So go to the next one. Uh, this is a, a city church that we went to. I think that day, I think he said there were like 500 people there. They have a big awning, and they preach under that. And then the rest of the people are just kind of, if they can fit under that, otherwise they're out in the sun and they don't care. Church typically starts about 8 in the morning and then they worship and pray. And I mean they pray. You walk in the building and your hair stands up because they're like, I mean, they're like tearing down the heaven. And you're like, my goodness. You know, I thought we were going to go in and pray. Hallelujah. So they, they get together, they pray, they sing at about 8, then they worship at 9, which they already were doing, and then they go, uh, many times these meetings will go about four hours, that's pretty normal, and six hours on a special day. A lot of people, they don't have money for cars, so they walk, or they take these little motorcycle things, taxis, and they come from hours away so they don't want to just come and go to church. They want an event. They want to encounter God and stay in His presence as long as they can. So it was very touching to be there. It, it, it really it was transforming the way you think. And they're so hungry for God. Go to the next one. Here's a picture outside of the church. They have to have these big uh, barrier uh, gates on everything. Otherwise, you know, it's dirt poor. Uh, this is in Burundi, and Burundi is one of the poorest nations in the world. Um, people will beg. Um, they have nothing, 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 nothing. So anywhere you go, you open a door, there's always a, a hundred kids, and if you give them a dollar, you're going to be stampeded, so you have to be really careful. We gave out candy one day, and that was really fun. Go to the next one. This is another church that Pastor Desire has. 
Um, in this building, I don't even know how many hundreds were in there, 500, 600, I don't know. It was packed, packed, packed. And um, we think of, you know, having some space between us. They just sit on each other. They don't care. It's, they're going to they're gonna be in church. And wonderful worship there. They, they danced and sang uh, for hours. Let's go to the next one. Okay, one more. And then we'd finish uh, ministering. There I think I spoke on uh, faith or something. And uh, then we took authority over the room. The power of God, same thing, would hit the room. People fall on the floor all over the place. And then you start praying for them. Uh, hundreds of deliverances would happen. Uh, we had teams out helping. And then we'd get the people up and then we'd start praying for healing. And then they'd get excited. And then in the next meeting, um, they would bring their friends. I have a picture of that at the end. What happens after God visits a place because they invite all their friends to church. It's pretty awesome. Go to the next one. Uh, this is just kind of the worship time. Go to the next one. Here's another uh, shot of that. Um, it's interesting, all these kids. How many kids did they have there? 120 kids. And they sat perfectly still for almost three hours. I thought somebody needs to <laughs> write a book. I, I don't know. It was amazing. I mean, they, they just... They were so good. They really captivated our attention. Um, here, uh, lots of miracles happened. Uh, many uh, ears and eyes and body issues. There was a woman that came forward, and, and again, you can't really talk to him too well because of the language difference. Uh, one lady, just some strange healings. Uh, one lady had an issue with, with uh, she had a bacterial odor or something, the doctors couldn't figure out what it was, so they thought it could be witchcraft. But she had an odor about her, and um, it was d very disturbing. And in the, I think it was here, in that meeting, um, we just laid hands on her. She got in the line, and the power of God hit her, and she talked to the pastor later. She said she knew something happened to her, and then she went home, and she realized she didn't smell anymore. And her husband had been very upset because she just, it was bad. And it wasn't a cleanly issue at all. It was, a, it was something else. But in that atmosphere, the power of God hit her. And about two weeks later is when he got the report that that had not happened again since she had hands laid upon her. Isn't God good? Amen. Another lady, she couldn't go to the bathroom for three months. So she'd have to go in and they'd have to do measures to clean her out. And uh, they gave up hope. They didn't know what was wrong with her. Again, is it witchcraft? Is it something weird? They didn't know, but she had no hope. She gets in the line. And I remember if, if that's the girl, she kept telling me, I, I thought she was telling me a tumor. No, 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 no. And I'd pray for her, and I'd say, in the name of Jesus, I command the tumor to leave. And she, no, no, no. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's wrong. Lord, heal her. And uh, so we prayed for her. Uh, find out later, about a week or so later, the report comes back. The power of God hit her in that meeting. She goes home, and she goes to the bathroom on her own. 
And she was so upset. I mean, just because this had been a terrible trial for her. And uh, so she had been going normal since the day she received prayer. Maybe it's just a coincidence. <laughs> so uh, hundreds of miracles like that, things were happening uh, quite often. And uh, it was really touching. Sometimes you would just tear up. I mean, it's just watching God move was wonderful, was wonderful on people that don't have anything, but they have faith in God. Isn't that beautiful? So let's go to another picture here. This is uh, one of my miracles here. This is something I bought on Amazon, and it's 220 volt. So I would get up in the morning. That's the only thing I wanted. I just wanted coffee. I didn't care what, how long we ministered, what we did. But in the morning, I wanted a cup of coffee. So I, I thought of buying that thing. I was so glad I did. So I'd wake up in the morning, take my big cup. That's the only thing I had for cups. So uh, I'd put that thing in there, and I'd boil that water, and I'd make coffee, and I'd sit there, and I'd be, like, speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. Just a simple delight. But, uh, and in one of the places we slept, we, slay, we stayed in a bunkhouse way out in the mountains of Burundi. We were out so far, it was, uh, even the roads, uh, they're all dirt roads, and you could never take a regular car or vehicle down. They would, the dashes would fall apart. It was just one bump after another, bang, 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 for hours and hours and hours uh, we were so far in the jungle, and we stayed at a bunkhouse out there, and uh, I think I have a picture of it where Bobby and I slept. We had a pop-up tent each that had screens so we could crawl in there at night, because they're like, you know, there's no snakes here, there's no nothing, and then we look on the wall, and there's these huge spiders. I'm like, I wouldn't sleep at all, you know. Every time you'd feel something on your leg, you'd be like, you know. So, I mean, not me, I'm manly, but I mean other people. <laughs> I mean, if we brought someone with, they would. So we're out there, we're in this bunkhouse, we're in our beds, we're sleeping, there's a metal roof, and it's the rainy season, so it rains probably two, three hours a day, sometimes at night. And then we'd hear the rain come on the metal, and then, so then you're sleeping, it's two in the morning, and all of a sudden you get drip, drip drip on your forehead drip drip like this is wonderful so I'd take and you'd move to the left to the right we didn't want to complain because they were so nice to us and uh, we would try to position ourselves where the rain wasn't on our foreheads and finally I'd take like my raincoat and I'd put it over me I was trying not to suffocate you know and I'd wrap my head in the, my jacket and I'd fall asleep till in the morning it's crazy Welcome to the mission field. Let's go to the next one. Um, this was up in, uh, where is that? Uh, this was uh, a gift from, he was like a mayor, but he was over a, a parish or a territory in Burundi. And he was given the, the authority from the government to give Pastor Desire some land to build a church in his community. So he had been praying about this, but it was kind of held up and going back and forth. And 
uh, it, the meeting was actually quite stale, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and He said, give them your watch. And I thought, I like my watch. <laughs> so I looked at Bobby, I said, give them your watch. <laughs> so I'm looking at my watch, and it was a gift, and I thought, well, all right. So I, I, I interrupted the meeting, I said, sir, I said, um, I took my watch off. I said, this watch was given to me. I said, I really like this watch. It's a nice watch. I'm talking about the watch. And, uh, and I said, but I really feel like I need to honor you with this. And I put it on him, and his face lit up. And he was so excited. Again, a really poor community. And to have an American come and to bless him. He got all excited and basically said there will be no issues with this land deal. He said, we'll make sure that that goes through. And then he had his secretary go in the other room and get this. And then he had this picture taken with us. And he said, I want to give you an honorary key to our region. He said, you now have the key to the city and the key to the region. And uh, my blessing in this territory. So he said, come and go as you please. Isn't that beautiful? The Lord says, give him your watch. So, you know, that was my favorite $10 Casio. <laughs> Let's go to another one. You have to listen to the Lord. He says, give him your watch. Next thing you know, the property is going through, and he gives us a key to the whole region. He's like, come and go. And when we were out in the bunkhouse, they, somebody did. They assigned soldiers, two of them, to watch over us while we stayed there. Tell me God isn't good. I didn't need him, but Bobby was a little upset. <laughs> this is a... You would drive out in the... As far as you could go to the church, but then soon you couldn't drive anymore, so then we'd have to hike. So we'd hike, and Pastor Ron is 80 years old, and he was such a trooper, never complained... Here we are hiking way back in the mountains, and we'd get to another village church, and then we'd minister. And uh, so some of these shots were very, I don't know, they were just meaningful, you know. It was a beautiful country, and you're out there doing this just to preach the gospel. It was wonderful. Let's go to another one. Here's a, this is a pygmy girl. They didn't tell us, but we were preaching at a pygmy village in the top of a mountain. So she is cooking on her deluxe stove. Um, they have a few pots and some things, and they can do a lot with it. It's amazing. But the beautiful thing was she was just like in a great mood. We were there. She was kind of excited about that. And uh, it's funny how when you live out in the sticks and you don't have the media and things to compare to, they didn't know they were missing anything. They had a very good sense of well-being. And I really, I was convicted in my spirit. And I mean, no, sometimes there'd be a cell phone here or there, but I mean, really nothing. Did, did what? I'm very tall all the time. Uh, they would literally, they'd come up about here. And there's something else about the pygmy people, they all look very, very young. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, they, they look very young. So I don't know what they eat or whatever, but 
there'd be a woman that had like six kids, and I was thinking she was like 16, 17, and she was like 40. It's pretty amazing. So let's go to the other one. These are some of the bricks that he was showing me that they're going to use to, to build a church. Uh, go to the next one. This was up, I think this is the Pygmy Church. People were just packed out. I mean, this is in the middle of nowhere. People hiked for, you know, hours to get there. And uh, we preached, and you would just do the simple recipe. You'd preach the Word, preach the Gospel, talk about Jesus, and then you would pray for the room. Power of God come, people manifest, uh, line them up. We start praying for the sick, and many people got healed there as well. Go ahead. This is Bobby praying for somebody. I don't know what it was for. Um, next one. This is uh, at another church. This is at the top of a mountain again. Uh, behind him is a cliff. So if you leave drunk in the spirit, you're at your own risk. That's the pygmy village? Okay, that's the pygmy village. Um, and there's cliffs you go up to get to the, where the church is. And we got up there, and there was probably close to 300 people there waiting for us. And the, the, I mean, they bring their kids and everything. No big deal. Okay, go to the next one. Here's the outside of that church. And they just pack these things out. It's so touching. And again, they make this all by hand. This is all by hand. They don't buy anything except for the roof. Next one. This is uh... a... This was a zookeeper. He he dared Bobby to to sit on it, and he said, it's safe. It's a huge crocodile. It was about that wide. Huge crocodile. Anyways, it was fun. That was before we took him to the hospital. (laughs) Go to the next one. This was in another village again, Pygmy Village. You can see the the height. Um, People just receiving prayer. And it was was like miracles just would come so easy. It was beautiful. Uh, Many testimonies up there. Go ahead. Next one. This was a standard breakfast. Um, it's like eggs and french fries, right? They'd have french fries cooked into the eggs, and I thought, that's very different, so probably won't do that at home. (laughs) And sometimes you could get the other type that was an egg, and they'd have half, one half an onion cut up in the egg, half an onion per egg, and it's, yeah, it was, yeah, won't, won't do that. Okay, next one. Um, more kids again. They'd just pack out these meetings. And sometimes in some of the meetings, they'd push in and they would just let them sit wherever there was places to sit on the floor in the meetings. It was very touching. A lot of kids outside looking through the cracks in the walls, uh, wanting to be in the building. Go to the next one. This is a church that they're building. It, right now, it's just tarps. And it was uh, raining really, really hard when we were there. And uh, it went on for probably four hours, maybe. 
and lots of dancing and singing, and then this is Bobby Sharon. Um, go to the next one. Some places did, some did not. Um, well, Rwanda they did. I don't think anything in Burundi had electricity in the countryside. They had solar panels, some of them. So if we had meetings at night, they'd have like three bulbs in the building. And it was very dark, but they, they flowed with it. So um, next one. This was a gift that was, we were at the main church, one of the main churches in the jungle, and uh, they, I think it's a church, maybe six, seven hundred people, I don't know what it is. Um, but here they came up and they gave the pastor's wife a duck for Pastor Appreciation Day. So she looked at us and got real embarrassed and she was laughing. But that's a duck, and it's alive, and it's Pastor Appreciation. So... If you want to bless Pastor Shar, bring her a duck. I asked Pastor Desire, I said, what are you going to do with a duck? He goes, what do you think? We're going to eat it. Okay. Go to the next one. Uh, just some random pictures. Um, the people would come out, they just loved, loved, loved the fact that we would come across the world to spend time with them. Um, they were very sweet people. And just to give them time, they would just, they would, they would kind of, you know, bow a little bit and they were just so thankful. It was very touching. Go to the next one. This is a lake that we went to, a very large, very beautiful lake actually. And while we were there, after church, six hours at church, uh, we went to the lake just to unwind a little bit. We walked around. We had a guard with us, uh, a soldier, um, because whenever you show up and you're Mazungu, Mazungu, that means white man, um, people come from all over and they want stuff, so it was handy to have a guard there. So we're there, and while we're there, a man comes up with one of those canoes there, and the canoes are pretty interesting. Uh, but they're out there fishing with his buddy, each in a canoe, and a hippo, while we were there, uh, we didn't see it, but a hippo comes up and it attacks the guy and it kills him. And they, I guess they pound him into the mud and then they go on. They're very violent, the hippos. Uh, I always thought they looked nice on TV. But they did have warning signs here and there where you had to really be careful. So it was, then the soldiers went out, they tried to find the guy, and that was kind of exciting. Um, so we had hippo that night. It was good. Just kidding. Go to the next one. Here's our friends that kept us alive. Um, go to the next one. Uh, this is a church in Tanzania. So then we jumped over to Tanzania, we did a pastor's conference, and we ordained 10 pastors there into the ministry. So it was an honor to be uh, part of that. We preached and shared, Bobby shared, and then it was, uh, it was really a good time. It was a mud church. Go to the next one. Uh, just more of the pastor's conference. Go to the next one. This is us. Uh, they had me uh, minister prophetically at, at the event, so I would just 
pray for them, whatever the Lord would give me, then I'd prophesy over them. That was, that was exciting, fun. Next one. Some cool dudes here. We're getting ready to leave, to head back. So uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, that was us in Hawaii. <laughs> they would make these things that look like like Christmas bows, like uh, packages, and they'd put them around you and take pictures and take your money. Okay, go to the next one. Here's all the pastors that were ordained, so it was beautiful. Go to the next one. Here's a shot of the orphanage that Pastor Desire has. Uh, the people, when they don't think they can afford their children, they leave them on the road. And then he gathers them in his orphanage, and then he tries to take care of them. And he said, if your church wants to help with anything, we could use some help in the orphanage. Right now, they sleep four to a bed. And he said, it's not a good condition, but he said, it's all we have. So I think they eat once or twice a day. Go ahead. That's uh, up on a mountain crest uh, kind of an area. Let's go to another one. Next one. Was there a video? Yeah, do the video. The this is this is a week, two weeks after we went to that one church. After people heard the testimonies, people came out by the droves. We weren't there this week. He sent me this. Hundreds and hundreds of people there. Tell me the gospel is contagious. They're meeting outside. Amen. 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 Is there one you see? Raise your hand if it's better. This isn't the one I was thinking. That's good. That's good. That's good. Who's left? People are raising their hands Who's because their eyes were healed. Can you see? Raise your hand if it's better. So, the Bible says to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I, w I want to close. I know it's running late. The Packers aren't playing, so that's good. Uh, they won during Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. God is good. 
It's God's team. I mean, he has a G on the side. So in closing, I want to close, but why is it that people can get saved, healed, and delivered there, and people struggle here sometimes? We hear the media, you know, is God really real? Is faith real? Will it work here? Well, you know, why do, why do miracles happen there? The truth is, the Word of God will work anywhere. The difference is between the ears. And when we realize that the difference between there and here is between our ears, it's our mentality, we can have the same things happen here. And we do. We've seen things happen here. But I believe even as Bobby Connor was here a few weeks ago, and he talked about God is releasing the awe and the glory of God, and a hit a wave again across America to show the reality of Jesus Christ. And we've seen that all through Rwanda, Tanzania, and Burundi. Day after day, sometimes two meetings a day, where the power of God would come, people get delivered, people get saved, people get healed of leg, legs issues. One lady couldn't hardly walk. The Lord said, get her up. He said, uh, have her walk. So I took her by the hand and I just kept walking her, just saying the name of Jesus and had her walk and walk and walk and walk. Finally, I said to the translator, I said, she better? And he says, yeah, she got healed a long time ago. <laughs> well, I'm glad she said something. But after like the second pass, she was completely healed. God had healed her hips and her knees and everything. And we've seen that time and time and time again. Sometimes God would say, get them to walk, you know, have them move their body, whatever. But Jesus wants to do the same thing here in your workplace. And we don't have to pray for the sick every day and all that. We can love people. We can love our neighbors. We can help people at work. We can be a blessing wherever we go. To walk in a mentality that Jesus Christ is real, He's alive, and He's my Savior. How many want to see God use you? I'd like you to just stand up. We're going to pray. I'd like us to take, I want us to have a mentality shift. I want us to have a mentality shift. And if you haven't noticed, this is an African shirt. I was trying to be trendy too, but this is an African shirt. And I thought it was kind of cool, actually. I wish I would have bought a few more. Um, but God wants to release faith and the Holy Spirit in this church like never before. To get rid of stinking thinking, disappointment, discouragement, and to get back into what the Bible says. I want to dare you to take the Bible at face value this week, to take the promises of God to heart. If it's believing for a miracle, then do it. Or having faith to win your neighbor to Christ, asking God for a strategy for your neighbor, and then doing what He says, just like I gave my watch. The Lord said, do that, and it, and it caused a chain reaction. Bang, 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 bang. If I wouldn't have taken that step, it wouldn't have happened. 
So I'm keeping this as a memorial of that, the voice of God. There's going to be a church there now. Praise God. I think God wants to stir some faith in our church. Many of you guys have tremendous faith. You share stories with me all the time. Ben's always sending me a text. You know, I raised a, a dead guy on the way to work, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it really got me late for the customer. But No, but you're always witnessing to people, and God's doing wonderful things. People have gen- genuine, genuine faith here. But I think God wants to take us from one level, and He wants to bring us to another level. I, you know, you think of deliverances. And, you know, sometimes there's crazy things that go on, but people need freedom. And we've seen, I don't even know how many, hundreds of deliverances, hundreds of them. Power of God would hit the room. People all over the floor crying, wailing, just because Jesus was in the room. God wants to do something in our lives. I don't want to waste another year of my life. I was meditating on this. And it was like the Lord's trying to teach me how to have a mentality for victory. To not let the old affect the new. Unless it's of faith. To not allow disappointment to be a thief in my life. To be a thief in my marriage. To be a thief... In my daily life. Amen? Amen. How many want to have a heart just raging with faith? You want to be filled with the love of God. You want to be filled with the passion of God. I want the ministry team to come up here. We're going to dismiss. I'd like you to come up here. And I don't want you to leave empty. I want you to leave full. So we're going to pray over the congregation But then if you want God to do something in you, I believe He's here right now. And He's saying what happened there can happen in your everyday life. It's called the power of a testimony. You hear that, you see that, you experience it, and then He wants to do it in your life. Lord Jesus, come. Just pray with me for a minute. Lord Jesus, come. Lord, I thank You for... Uh, many good times in Africa. We laughed a lot. We, uh, we had long, hard days at times where we ministered. Uh, we didn't sleep many times till, I mean, not much. It was a lot of work. We didn't eat very well at times. We, uh, we ate very little. Uh, we didn't sleep well. But the gospel was preached, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Lord, I thank you for the people that you touched. I thank you for the many people that are now saved in Africa because this church made a difference. Lord, I pray that that same faith that was released there would be now released here. So just say that. Say, Lord, stir faith in me. Change my life. Change the way I think. Let me be a man or woman of faith, of confidence in you. Fill me with the love of God. Help me to know my purpose in the name of Jesus.
Let my life be an adventure. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to challenge you to come forward and receive prayer. I believe you watched a lot of testimonies. God can heal your body today. Come forward and let God touch your body. But if you need a breakthrough and you want to be filled with faith on another level, I want to challenge you to come forward. Let God change your life. If you've never accepted Christ, I want you to come forward. I want to pray with you personally. And I want to see you get saved. See God change your life. Amen? Amen. Lord, bless them. Be with them this week. Show your love to them, God. Pour out your goodness upon the people, Lord. Help us to be a light to our area. And we thank you, Father God, for all your goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen.